You're listening to the Static Podcast on Static and Distortion. everyone and welcome to the static podcast uh official season three premiere um and to all of our billions of new listeners now that we're on actual podcast channels (laughs) itunes and uh one imagines you know whatever equivalent there is to itunes out there google tunes maybe (laughs) um welcome um we have decided and we decided this in our off season uh, that we are going to go big and then go home um, with Wilco this week, is who we'll be talking hey. about and featuring. It's like the prodigal um, son is returning. <laughs> it's yeah, the, it's like he, the podcast so heavy it will crush us. Yeah, that's exactly what will happen. It'll be this episode, and then that'll, that'll be it. <laughs> um, we kind of did a similar thing at the start of season two. If anyone ever goes back to our archives, we did Dinosaur Jr. to start off season two, and that was equally heavy and destroyed us forever. Um, so here we are, season three, production value, things, and we'll be doing Wilco. But we're going to start out uh, the podcast with a little a little something I like to call... <laughs> yeah, it's something that music we never in decided. the news. <laughs> music in the news. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. We should come up with a catchy jingle for that. Oh, you do it right now. Hey, everybody! It's time for the news. You know what? We should probably introduce ourselves <laughs> Wait, too. Do that. Do that again. Do that again. Oh, right. Uh, hi, everyone. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, John, do it one more time, and then we'll introduce ourselves. <laughs> hey, everybody! It's time for the news. <laughs> <laughs> um i uh i am one of the hosts here uh chris i'm john i'm robert wow we're the static we and are. distortion guys we're yeah, taking this that shit was seriously super legit uh, yeah season three man no fucking around anymore also this is exp- itunes categorizes us as explicit no fucking clue why <laughs> just, just bunch of fucking fascists Bunch Don't of... cuss, damn it. <laughs> yeah, now, now that we're on iTunes, your mom can listen to this. <laughs> She'll just be searching. For a second, for I thought static. you were trying to insult him. I was like, your mom can listen to this. And I was like, what? No, actually, like, people are going to be easily able to find this now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're not hiding like in the corners actual... of the internet. John, uh, our listeners don't know this, but a, a running thing here is John is constantly in fear of his mom discovering this podcast and then listening to it and then realizing that not only does he hang out with folks who curse, but on occasion he will as well. Darn it, you guys. Gosh darn it. Dag nabbit. <laughs> Dag gummit. Alright, so, so anyways, um, this is the news section. The news. Of yeah. Um, Grammys just happened on Sunday. Holy cow, the Grammys. Um... I'm going to go ahead and throw out the two main stories, well, three main stories, in my opinion, about the Grammys. We could talk about either one of them in order. Um, Kanye's an asshole. Beck 
Beck, 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 or Sam Smith, as awesome as he is, taking as many awards as he did. Those are the big three stories from the Grammys, in my opinion. You said there were only two stories. Originally, it was uh, Beck and Kanye, um, and but then, then I threw in Sam Smith because I like Sam Smith. That's you weird. Threw in Sam Smith just to have me have nothing to talk about for that part of the I, I have. Podcast. I am so indifferent to Sam Smith. He's like me super too. popular all of a sudden. And like I was like, all right, check out his deal. And like I am just so, I don't know if like the ex- expectations are so high there because he's so fucking popular. But it's I I am not sold on him very much. I am super sold on him. His album last year and the Lonely Hour was really really good. Great production. He has a amazing voice in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to be around for a while. I really dig him. I don't know if he'll make like huge waves, but uh, I really do dig his music, and I think he's a phenomenal artist. Thank you. Yeah. Right, so let's just go to the main two stories then, Beck and Kanye. Yeah, super happy about Beck. <laughs> Obviously, I was rooting for Ryan Adams, but that's never going to happen because he's made a lot of enemies with people very close to him because he's a huge asshole. <laughs> in real life, yeah, he <laughs> and he, I mean, he's just never going to win that. Um, but Beck, I'm I mean, super even happy Mandy about Moore that. broke up with him. Yeah, but that's because he's fucking Jenny Lewis. So, are they fucking now? That's the rumor. Hmm. And no one's well, we just playing made it one. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Indubitably, I'd like to thank our podcast for putting those two together. We did episodes on each of them, and now they're fucking. Yeah, we did not do a Mandy Moore episode. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, uh, what is it, John? You picked Ryan. No, Chris picked Ryan Adams, and John picked Jenny Lewis, right? So it's kind of like we did it, you and you and me, John. No, it's not at all. And then later like- this year, uh, Death Grips will get together with. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, no with one ever. Death Grips will get together with with sleigh bells, <laughs> <laughs> and just piss me off completely. <laughs> <laughs> the band name is Fuck John. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy about Beck winning though. Yes. Like I think I mean first of all like and and I I would assume our listeners should know that I put much like almost everyone I put no stock in not just the Grammys but almost all award ceremonies maybe especially the Grammys because especially there are the Grammys. So, because there there are so many factors that just don't make any fucking sense and it's all so subjective and and bullshit that it's really really useless um that being said way to go back well deserved great fucking album he also did song reader this year which was everything right with the music um and and exactly what the industry needed something like that um Morning phase, you, you guys know I loved right off the bat because I was a huge Sea Change fan, and this was a um, companion piece to that. So that the fact that he was able to do that, you know, eleven years later, and just keep it in the same vein and the same sound, and and kind of like a mirroring album was was just impressive on its own. But it's also just a great album on its own too. So way to go back. Very happy about it. Me too. That 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 was great. Um, my friend Jason had. Well, this is probably going to segue then into the Kanye part. Um, with uh, with with Kanye coming up on stage like, like he was about to Taylor Swift back because Beyonce didn't win again and and seriously like how how many times is Kanye gonna step up there for um, Jay Z's wife? Yeah, I don't see Jay Z running up there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I just want a quick side note. Um, 
I have the nominees up for album of the year, and they were Beyonce, her self-titled album, X by Ed Sheeran, In the Lonely Hour by Sam Smith, Girl by Pharrell Williams, and then Beck by Morning Phase. This goes back to what you said, uh, Chris, about the Grammys. I honestly, out of those five albums, there was only two runners, in my opinion, once again, love for Sam Smith and Beck. I don't think Ed Sheeran had a, a, a noteworthy album from last year. Neither did Pharrell Williams. He had like he was bolstered by one hit, really. Beyonce, I like Beyonce, but let's face it, she makes the kind of music she makes. So it came down to two people, and they're going to give it to Beck, who's a proven artist, over Sam Smith. So I just feel that once again, this goes back to distrust from the Grammys and you know all the contributing factors to how these people win awards i don't see it going any other way other than beck you know what i mean yeah so i mean yeah you're absolutely right worth completely worthless worth nothing but you know it's great for recognition like he could say i won album of the year you know 20 years after coming out and blah 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 blah. you know a lot of people didn't know who beck was now they're all running out and buying his album possibly just to spite kanye but (laughs) Yeah, that whole I thing is weird because I thought that was like a I thought that was like a joke thing, but it turns out Kanye is just like still a fucking tool. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's nice. That's nice well, as well. Here's what Kanye Kanye did a, a, a interview with Ryan Seacrest about it about that whole interrupting thing, and that's what I that was what I posed to my my you know friends here on the, the Static Podcast was. Was that a joke, or was it meant to be real that he just thought better of in the middle of and tried to make it look like a joke? I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But he – so here's what Kanye says about Beck in a Rolling Stone article about the Ryan Seacrest um, interview that you're going to hear on the Static Podcast. So how many real, you know ways of separation here can we go? <laughs> Anyways, he says, Beck's one of the nicest guys and one of the most respected musicians in the game, so there's nothing I will want to do as a fellow musician to disrespect him in any way. And the weird thing is, I don't feel like I have the right to take away from people's moments. But the reality of it is, it's just a little jolt of truth, right? Everyone feels better after the fact, or everybody way more famous after the fact, or everybody sells more albums after the fact. It kind of just goes on being a bleep hole to everybody. Yeah. So he basically just made himself the most important person ever. Because if he says something bad about somebody, they get more famous. Beck gets more <laughs> famous as a Kanye. That being said, um, he has a new album coming out this year. And I, I, as hypocritical it might be, I'm going to fucking listen to it the day it comes out. Because I think he is a brilliant artist, musician. I just feel that he's letting himself getting the way of himself oh, uh, always yeah. Uh, yeah and not to uh. like a good point like there's a point especially with a Yeezus and the, the leading up to that where he was his own champion he's always been his own champion of his music but like all of his publicity was always controversial and always pushing his music now it's like it's gotten to the point where so many people are fed up with it that he can release probably you know a fucking masterpiece he could release the goddamn next white album and i don't think anybody would care i think you know i'm not gonna talk about kanye (laughs) (laughs) Uh, people want to hear me kind of talk about kanye we have a very old episode on the on the site that's you can you listen to that if you want, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not gonna talk. About... You know what I want to talk about though? 
Wil- Wilco. Cox. Well, yes, but but later. <laughs> Real quick, anything else you guys want to touch on? Or are we good? That's all I had. I, all I came prepared for was the Grammys. Okay. All right. Did my homework. Nice. Jeff Tweedy, motherfuckers. Motherfucking Jeff Tweedy. Love of my life. Gosh darn it, Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> Hi, John's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a drunkard because I have this, like, um, uh, one of those alcohol stupid... addiction. <laughs> <laughs> you know those, uh, like they're called like whiskey cubes or you know bourbon yeah. cubes or yeah. you put in the freezer. And I yeah. have one of those in my glass, so every time I tilt it, you just hear this. Yeah, ambiance. <laughs> yeah, makes it, it is. sound like it's... we're all sitting together drinking in a lounge in my bathroom. Like, I just feel like a drunkard. Well, because you are. Yeah, speaking I mean, of that's... drunkards, Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was ever a drunk, was he? No, no. he, had he a, quit that pretty early. Yeah, he used to be a smoker. You know, he he would drink and things, but no more than I do, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> and then he has, you know, he has the long history of migraines and stuff. So he had the the pill addiction that he got treated for around Ghost is Born. But um, let's let's talk some Wilco history. I think we're all qualified to do that. Um, for anyone who doesn't know who Wilco is, why they should listen to them, what's their backstory. Um, Obviously, Jeff Tweedy was uh, a large large part of Uncle Tupelo with Jay Farrar. Um, Very, very different styles there, Um, but all kind of ingrained in that very early alt-country movement um, and kind of I would argue almost uh, really got that off its feet, that movement. And then they broke up and then you get kind of these two factions. You get the Sunvolt folks, JFR fans, and you get the, uh, and you end up with Tweety and Wilco. And I have um, friends that, you know, it's kind of like uh, Rolling Stones and Beatles, you know, in this weird sort of schism. Like, you know, I like Sunbolt, so I can't like Wilco and vice versa. I've never subscribed to that <laughs> ideology. I like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, just for the record. Me but too. I do like the, I do like the Beatles more than the Stones, and I do like Wilco more than, more than Sunbolt. So, <laughs> so there's that. It's not a competition, but Wilco wins. <laughs> Agreed. Well, and I and that was kind of the, the the launch of Wilco was the album AM, and it came out the same year. It might have even been the same month as the first Sunvolt album. And really, yeah. I, I mean, it's pretty well publicized that that Jeff, you know, and basically Jeff absorbed the band, um, and and all the guys pretty much had either played with Uncle Tupelo or were actually in the band with Uncle Tupelo. Um, you know, you got John Sturat and. Um, what was it, uh, Max Johnson and a bunch of those old-timers, Wilco old-timers there that were in, in Uncle Tupelo, and they basically just rushed something to get it done. <laughs> um, it was kind of like the, the, the YouTube equivalent of first. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Who, who's going to get their album out first and who's going to get the, uh, the, the acclaim? And I think, really, the first round went to Sunvolt, didn't it? I mean, I, I, critically. Probably. AM, AM is a very interesting album because it's... And going back and listening to AM now, especially because the box set just came out recently and the, uh, the What's Your 20 and stuff like that, um, 
there there really are some good tracks on there, but it it is a different sound. Like if you were compare that to like the whole of, you know, it's a very different sound. It's a, it's obviously a, a much more all country. It's a much more Uncle Tupelo sounding album. And well, there's they're technically almost a completely different band between those two albums. Too. And that's also true. But it's still <laughs> and Jeff is you know to and this is a point that is kind of obvious you know, to, to folks who listen to Wilco, but Wilco really is Jeff Tweedy, you know, and I mean, that's, that's, it's his band, you know, Nels and everybody, obviously contribution, you know, there's a difference between Tweedy as a band and Wilco, but you can't have Wilco without him. Like he is, he is kind of that gravity in the center that, that stirs things together. And he writes, I know for quite a while, um, I don't know, for how long, but for the majority of Wilco's career, Jeff had the record contract. The other guys were not in a record contract. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That that's in the, the Wilco book that Chicago writer, um, Dave Cott wrote, um, um, learning how to die. Um, it's basically a profile of Wilco up through a ghost is born. It's a great book. Mm. I have it, Chris. I'll let you borrow it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it, it literally was, the band was, was Jeff and the other guys were, I wouldn't say hired hands because they, they definitely had creative. No. And, and I mean, especially with those first few albums up to Yankee hotel with, um, with Jay Bennett, you know, you have compositions on there, Jay Bennett compositions, you know? And so when he leaves the band yeah. uh, a few albums later, you know, you go through AM and summer teeth and being there in Yankee Hotel, and Jay Bennett suddenly realizes, oh, I'm never really going to be the front runner of this band. I'm never even really going to be the co-person of this band. It's Jeff's band, and leaves and does his own solo He realized stuff. he was Ringo. Kind of, but he's he's very talented, and like his um, solo stuff is good, actually, in my opinion. Um, it is. And like really um, Venus... Venus Stop the Train, you know, is co-written by him, too. It's my, one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Wilco. His version of it that he does after leaving Wilco is fucking awful. And it's jazzy and weird. <laughs> and not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he does have some really good tracks. Uh, kind of sparsed out through those first few albums. So, yeah, as much as it is a, a collaborative effort, you know, it, it is always has been and always will be Jeff's band, <laughs> you know, Jeff and the boys. Well, and, and it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting since, you know, um, the kicking television live album through, you know, mm. sky blue sky through, um, what was the one after that? The Wilco of the album and, and then the whole love it's, it, you know, it's the same lineup. They've basically had the same lineup for almost 10 years now. So, I mean, that, that yeah. now it is kind of more like a, a real band because every album before that had, you know, either major or minor personnel changes, you know, from album yes. to album. So they hit this stride. And I, I saw Wilco back in um, December uh, at their Winterlude concerts at, at the, the Riv in uh, Chicago here. And uh, I, I mentioned to Chris, they played so as a unit that – it was almost like I don't know. They were just you could tell that they've been playing these songs so long as a as a unit. This this mm-hmm. particular incarnation of Wilco that it was a different experience than what I'd seen before. I don't know. It's just very 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 cool, but very different. You know, and when Jeff it's screwed super up, super cool. 
Yeah, he like he'd flub a line, and you could just see none of the guys looked at each other, but they all had like this split second moment of like, what that, what that, what did he just do? <laughs> Freaking Jeff, you know, like you could see it. Like, these these guys were just they were such so in tune, um, you know, and never missed a beat. It was it was cool, but yeah, I mean, this is something totally different than you have almost like two eras of Wilco, the yeah. you know, changing lineup and, you know, the Jay Bennett years to um, Jeff taking more control and then also kind of getting more stability in his band. So it's, it's interesting too, because I think a lot of music critics out there would favor the first half of that career. Um, but, you know, yeah, having seen them live too, I think I saw them on the, the sky blue sky tour that they did. Um, okay. I mean, it's just, it's such a great experience. I mean, they go back through their catalog and everybody, like you said, everybody just plays as a unit and they have a lot of fun. And Jeff always has a lot of fun with the audience. Um, oh, yeah. In the same way that I think I would if I were on stage. <laughs> um, and like trying to talk to like, you know, hundreds of people. <laughs> it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great dynamic um, that they have. As but, your bandmate, I shudder to think. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, I'm just picturing you on stage and me on the side going, <sighs> it's, it's, I would badger you constantly. That is, you would. Would. <laughs> you uh, there, totally there would be, yeah. Um, no, but it is interesting because if you look at AM and you look at Summer Teeth and you look at being there, and you look at Yankee Hotel, those are all very different sounds between the two. And I remember um, when that uh, when the movie came out, um, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, the documentary on uh, uh, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot. Um, there's a scene in which, like, Tweety's, like, at this stupid fucking, like, backstage press thing, and he's, like, having to glad hand folks... And like reporters mm-hmm. are like, so is this new album? Is it going to be kind of like Summer Teeth, or I mean, it's going to be kind of like AM? Like, what's going to be like? And just like, I don't know, it's kind of its own album, you know? <laughs> you it's know? Be a yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he just like walks away. But it's true. Like, you know, there there is kind of this. There they have different feels to them. And I think since Sky Blue Sky, like you do kind of get this kind of cohesive Wilco sound um, between that yeah. and Wilco. Uh, the album and the whole love, which is which is really good too. So I struggle to say that like you know the first half of their career is better than their second half or vice versa, but it is an evolution that happens throughout. Oh, totally. And it's just too I you know you notice from um, you know lyrically and and um, experimentally where you know Jeff is uh, you know uncomfortable in his life and kind of figuring it out and, and everything. And then where he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a dad, you know, I'm just a, a, <laughs> a dude that plays music. I've got kids. I drive a minivan. I get paid pretty good to do this gig. You know, like he just appreciates, a, you know, yeah. what he has. And he's not, that's the, the thing I always appreciate about, about Jeff is he's not trying to be anything. He's not, you know, he's, he's not, Absolutely he doesn't have a rock true. persona. He, he, none no, of the guys it, in the band. Yeah. Do. I mean, not just Jeff, but they're they're all just who they are, and um, you know. So he, you know, there's there's some. I think why some of the more recent stuff is, uh, I don't even know if you'd say, it just has that more cohesive feel. Is because I mean, he knows who he is, 
and he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. Um, and it's but it's it's been thematic, I, I think, through their career. I mean, if you look at like a track like the late greats, you know, this is this is shit he addresses, you know, early yeah. on, you know, um, that you know, like this is this is the music scene. This is who we are, <laughs> yeah. and no exceptions are made. And it's great because you're you're absolutely right. You do get this like every song is so much of his his soul in one way or another, um, or an, a, really a window into you know what he's thinking, um, a very honest window that you you don't have to like double take or guess what what he's he's trying to get at. Um, you know, there's these, just no illusion. The messages exactly. There's yeah, and it's and it's so it's really refreshing. Um, I think one of the things that initially drew me to Woko uh, right off the bat was just the lyric writing. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I had just come off of a whole huge Dylan kick, you know, and uh, delving into that, you know, and, and looking for something. And I and I was so fortunate that I bled right into Wilco, and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Such, such well-written songs. Um that it's just embarrassing. Like I, I can't write songs like that. I can't write lyrics like that. It's very no. depressing as a songwriter. But um, I think even detractors of Wilco will still say, like, yeah, no, the lyrics are really good. <laughs> At any point in the career. What was your? Jeez, um, <laughs> I was in stereo. Um, what was what was your first introduction to Wilco? My first introduction um, was Summer Teeth. Um, Mine and I too. To that. Yeah, I listened to that kind of nonstop. And then I, it was weird. I went from Summer Teeth to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot to Mermaid Avenue to Golden Smog. Weird. <laughs> yeah, to being there. <laughs> to AM. So, like, it was absolutely all over the fucking map. But, um... The the funny the funny thing about that whole transition is with um, Mermaid Avenue, I really loved uh, Jeff's and Wilco's tracks um, a lot more than Billy Bragg's. I I really liked some of Billy Bragg's tracks on there, but with Golden yeah. Smog, I ended up liking the Jayhawks tracks more than Jeff's. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's one I, um... in particular on Weird Tales that's like I forget I forget what it's called, but. It's one of Jeff's, and it's re- it's maybe my least favorite thing he's ever done. <laughs> uh, I um I had some friends that were into Wilco. This is in I think two thousand two thousand or two thousand one. I think it was in late two thousand. Um, and they let me borrow just never heard before. Like, hey, you should listen to this music, um, Summer Teeth, and um. I mean, it grabbed me right away because it was nothing like anything I was listening to. But um, She's a Jar, I think, yes. was the first thing that that just sucked me in. And um, Shot in the Arm. Yeah. And then um, Via Chicago is still one of my favorite Wilco songs. I mean, if we if we look ever. at like the track listing for Summer Teeth, I mean, I... I... I think I would I know myself well enough to, to separate what's nostalgia and what isn't. Um, mm-hmm. But those... Absolutely, I think are some like if I had to do like a top twenty Wilco, I think those would probably all be in it. But I also really love like um, ELT. I think is really great. Um, yeah, my darling is uh, is that's the one he wrote for his son, isn't it? When the, the I thought, lullaby. I thought Jay Bennett, Bennett wrote that one. 
Bennett wrote it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's really Bennett sweet wrote that. too. But that is a great song. There's the um the alternate version of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think it's better. <laughs> it is. Um I like it, it speak to speak to the the Tweety and um Bennett, you know, foil um in in the band. I think one of my favorite moments of um of those two collaborating was on on the song Summer Teeth. Um they cuz there's just a really overt um Jeff singing and Jay doing the background vocals, yeah. um, the harmony, and it and it's such a over the top kind of um, song. You, you hear Jay Bennett just you know all over the place on that song, um, yeah. and it's, it almost feels like that was a good moment of collaboration between the two of them. You know, as as I know it's things a, it's, in the next album. Really... That little, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But it's a really lovely song, anyway. Um, do you know? Do you know the name of the the B side tracks album they released for Summer Teeth? Uh, not off the top of my head. It's Summer Teeth and Some Aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really great when the first time I heard it. But you know, actually, one of my favorites off of that album always was the bonus track, uh, Candy Floss, the little Beach Boys yeah. Beach Blanket track. I, I I still think that's so much fun to listen to. We should cover that song. Oh, yeah. We, we, could, do, we could do Candy Floss easy. Sure, why not? <laughs> but no, it's cool that that was both. I think, and if you're listening to this out there, um, dear listener, on iTunes, not Jen. Yeah, Jen has an Android phone, yeah, so she'll never you. figure it out. Actually, did you see she did? She did I know. <laughs> so sad. Um, um, start on Summer Teeth, why don't you? Not bad. Not not a bad place to start. Um, I yeah. think collectively the the music world would probably agree Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is the uh, you know essential the quintessential album. Like if you're going to listen to nothing else ever. You know, and and still want to check and see what Wilco did. Listen to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. But if you want to give them a go, start on Summer Teeth. And if you don't dig Summer it, Summer Teeth's a great album. I mean, listen. Yeah, I mean, if you really don't, if you don't like anything on Summer Teeth, you're probably not a Wilco fan. But if you really like, you know, maybe, then listen to some stuff off of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And if you're still like, eh, then you're probably not a Wilco fan, really. Um, it's, and it's probably not for you, which is fine. But uh, Summer Teeth is a very good place to start. I think John and I can agree. Robert, yeah, do you know anything about Wil- Wilco? Well, I have a question for both of you. If okay. all of a sudden everyone in the world at the same time lost the ability to sneeze, how long do you think it would be before we all collectively realize this? Less than 24 hours. You think so? I think I it'd be on the say... news in less than 24 hours. I, I think it would be on Twitter in about four hours. I don't know. I yeah. think it'd be... I think it'd be very quick. With, I think with it'd the be way like 48 me... to 72. Mm. Incorrect, sir. No, because you got to figure in people who have colds and stuff. And, like, so, like, you, you imagine, people like... people who have colds, they would just think they're getting better. Not if all of them got better at the exact same time. Do you sneeze on a daily basis? Me? I I don't know. I don't have a fucking chart. You don't? 
No. I can send you a. I have a spreadsheet template. I can send you. Oh, Chris okay. has a spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I need to start sending you my spreadsheets from work because you'd get it done in like two seconds. <laughs> do you know anything charts, about pivot tables? Yeah. Pivot tables. I can do pivot tables for you. Can you really? I can't do pivot tables. Send them to me. I can do pivot tables. I, I'm actually pretty good at pivot tables now, but I could Talk have really. Both of you, by the way. <laughs> I don't need this in my life right now. <laughs> um, to go back to your original question, um, I was not introduced to Wilco until like Thursday. Actually, keep, keep talking. I'll be back. I'll be 2007 back. 2007 or 2008. Actually, um, a friend of mine, Harrison, uh, I was stealing music from his computer. He's like, take this album, take this album. And I was like, what's Wilco? And he's like, oh, that's, you know, there's a song on this. And of course, it was uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. He's like, this is the song I want to have my first dance at a wedding to. And it was Jesus, etc. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And so I listened to that and was like, oh, that's really good. Um, and then from there, I didn't I went and chronological order i never went back i always went forward so i did you know yankee hotel foxtrot and then a ghost is born and then proceeded from there um and it wasn't until after that because i didn't do it all right away i actually took my time with it it wasn't until later on in the year if not you know 2009 or something like that 2010 that i started listening to summer teeth and am and everything like that so um the, my main introduction to wilco was as you mentioned the quintessential yankee hotel foxtrot and watching videos on youtube of jeff tweedy cover my humps by black eyed peas so yeah all right yeah that, that's all i have to introduce like I, I I um I remember the documentary uh, A Ghost Is Born that came out, and I remember actually watching that eventually, and uh, just uh, sympathizing a lot for Jeff Tweedy, feeling that he was, um, I guess th- he played the part of burdened artist very well. Um, and there's several of those that I can mention now. You know, there's the burden, the burdened. Uh, not alcoholic, but that just has this downtrodden weight of my genius attitude. Uh, it came very well across in A Ghost Is Born. Um, and then seeing later videos on YouTube of him just talking, it doesn't seem like that. I think he was just in a very dark place during that time of his life. Um, I like him. I don't know as much as the uh, about the band that you guys do and everything like that. I just, I dig what I dig. So... That's why I've been quiet this whole entire there. time. <laughs> Was that? that? That's fine. Um. Yeah. And yeah. on that note, <laughs> <laughs> you should just do that. That should be the punctuation in your sentences, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> is that was my last sip, so I need to go. Oh, that is a problem. I just went and grabbed another beer. John, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Yingling again. Yeah, classic, classic. My endless Ohio supply. Ohio John. Good old Ohio, Ohio John. John. I'm actually, I'm, I still have a 12-pack in my stash that actually is for Jen. Um, and then uh, Lisa found out. Jen. Yeah, good old, good old Arson Jen. <laughs> um, and then Lisa found out I was my mother-in-law was coming this weekend so now I have another order in for her to bring some for Lisa and Mike so 
I'm, I'm like becoming a, a small importer of beer, apparently. Um, it's good. I mean, it's good It's beer. just the East Coast Pilsner. It's just regularly available. Yeah, it's, I mean, I enjoy yeah, it. It's not like, yeah, if you've never had it, dear listener, like, I mean, it's good. If you're in the area, you know, pick it up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, I I just particularly enjoy it. I had a... Um, to each their own. I had a Sierra Nevada yes. Nooner earlier, which is a Pilsner from them. Um, yeah. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, Sierra Nevada is, you know... I, I think it's a really actually apt comparison. Um, it's good. You know, it's fine. You know, it's nothing But it's nothing to, stellar. like, brag about. Exactly. No. Like, I had a Sierra Nevada today. I mean, if you're a guy who usually drinks like Budweiser, and then you say that, I'm super impressed all of a sudden. But <laughs> I, uh, I had a buddy of mine, Ricky, that uh, he came out to visit me one day, and we're going to go uh, hang out and everything. And he is a Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light kind of guy, simply because he goes golfing or he goes hunting, and he wants to drink and not really get drunk. He just wants the social activity of drinking. I don't do that. Like, if I drink, I want flavor, and I would like... Yeah, but I mean, and you can do that with other beers, though. I mean, if you're going off of alcohol content, there are other beers you can get that taste better. Better. Yeah. (laughs) So, we go out, and uh, we stop at a liquor store, and I saw a six-pack of Gumball Head from Three Floyds, which is very rare to stumble upon. Um, normally when they hit the shelves, they immediately sell out. So I grabbed it and I was like, fuck yeah, gumball head. And he's like, what the hell is this micro bull bullshit? And I'm like, just trust me, drink it, drink it. He had like two of them. He's like, it's it's all right. It's all right. And then I, uh, I saw him about a month ago and he's like, fuck you. I'm like, why? He goes, ever since that stupid gumball head, the next day I went to have a fucking Bud Light and I can't do it anymore. (laughs) 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 So, like, in his fridge, it's nothing but, like, microbrew shit. And he's like, I'm spending so much goddamn money on beer now. (laughs) But it's worth it. Because you grow up eventually. You can't be Peter Pan forever drinking cores and flying around a fucking pirate ship. FYI, (laughs) Peter Pan is my favorite Disney film. I just wait a minute. Drinking cores and flying around a pirate ship. If I could drink cores and fly around a pirate ship, I would fucking do that. I drink cores just to do that. Just fly around a pirate ship. I don't drink cores. I think I've had cores once in my life. Yeah. I just had cores this last weekend. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Sorry, I went out to California. uh, That's right. You went to California. And Lisa came out. Obviously, we worked together. And she went to a liquor store and she found a three pack of Coors Light Tall Boys. Yeah. Three pack. Three pack Coors Light Tall Boys for $5. That's about right. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I came back from, I don't remember where we went. I think it was to a party or something like that. We came back and. uh, Randy went to bed and Lisa was tired or whatever it is, so she went to bed as well. And she and I was like, I don't have any beer. She's like, I have a three pack of Coors Light Tall Boys. I'm like, that sounds weird. And she, it was like, it was like um, a sur- not Saran wrap, but you know, like packaged three pack. It was just really weird to see. And so I bought it from her for five bucks and drank one. I gave one to Nick uh, that we work with, and um, sitting around drinking. And then I popped the third one because I'm going to sit there and drink it as well. And uh, I work with Alan uh, Tangy Tangy. I can't pron- I always mispronounce his last name. Tangy. Yeah, and he's smoking a cigarette, and 
I go to throw all this trash away and I'm holding the full one in my hand. I literally just popped it. I hadn't had a sip yet. And he's like, oh, you're going to throw this out? Is it empty? And he puts his cigarette butt right in my full beer. (laughs) 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 I mean, probably probably doesn't taste any different. (laughs) He tried to chug the beer to get the cigarette butt out. And I'm like, at this point, dude, it's just your beer. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Alan is the coolest motherfucker ever. I'm going to put my cigarette out in your full beer. Now, I'll chug this for you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weird, man. All right, so welcome, um, welcome. welcome. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to be quiet. But go back to your corner, Robert. We have stuff to talk about. (laughs) I'm gonna go get me a bourbon, actually, and I'm gonna eat these conversation hearts that I have sitting here. It's a weird thing to say. Okay, bye. (laughs) So that was weird (laughs) yeah he's a weird guy (laughs) anyway i'm still here (laughs) i uh, I haven't left yet (laughs) dicks (laughs) Uh, i know whenever i walk away while you guys are talking i just unplug my headphones i put the put put it on mute and i unplug my headphones so i can still hear what you're talking about so i can hear if you're talking crap oh wow that's super paranoid both totally that's my. That's what I do. Um, so back to Wilco. Um, how many times have you seen Wilco? I've actually I've only seen him once. I've, I'm super disappointed in myself. But I used to live out in Idaho, and it, they were playing concert the day before my flight back for me to move back to Illinois, and um, it was just such a great last day in that state. They came out and they played in. Um, I can't remember the name of the Eagle Idaho. Yeah, Eagle Idaho, which is a suburb of Boise, and they played at the winery there. And uh, Jeff's like, <laughs> they started the concert like, "Yeah, Idaho, good to see you." Uh, not again. I haven't. We've I, we've never been here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and they they did their classic. Uh, you know, like two and a half hour fucking like twenty track set. It was you know triple oh, encore insane. awesomeness. They were playing uh, Fleet Foxes opened for him, uh, who hasn't done anything in the past like fucking five years. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They were okay for what they did. You know, I they seemed like they had some stuff going on, and then um, they were okay live too. And you know, they uh, did a Dylan song for a final encore with bleak foxes and it was really great um i shall be released but it was yep yeah i have that somewhere yeah i have it too they oh he put it up on a on the site or whatever and it was people go check that out because that's a lot of fun um it was a great concert and like it was just like you know not to get all sentimental and personal, but like there was that moment towards the end of the concert where they play via Chicago. And I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You're doing that. You're doing this for me. Thank you. <laughs> well, when I saw them in December, they opened with via Chicago and yeah. they just rock the heck out of that ending part now too, where they, it's just like crazy. Nels looks like he's attacking his guitar and they, you know, they, they had the crazy strobe lights going, um, and it's just such a beautiful song, and they play that part so harshly, and it's it's so effective too. It's very just moving. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoy that show. I, the first time I saw Wilco was at an outdoor concert at the Kane County Cougars, 
you know, Ooh. ball diamond. Go yeah. Cougars. Go, go Cougars. We all like Cougars. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's – I remember there's just moments in that show that were, you know, you get that tingling sensation in the back of your skull. You know, it was just amazing kind of um, kind of thing. And literally when they played Art of Almost in uh, – it was – by that time it, it was dark out. And they had the light show and everything, and it was just fantastic. It was um, like one of those things where it's almost like I could tell I was having an un um, what do you call that? Where I wasn't undulating. Oh, scroll. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, like uh, not that at all. Um, okay. Where, where you, you're not actively trying to have an emotional moment, but it's just it's it's cast upon you the emotions are cast upon you yeah and it was just a, no that's what? not no he's still thinking Robert, about his undulating scrotum you're fired you're both fired <laughs> all right whoa <laughs> get out of my podcast can i keep the candy hearts that i have the conversation hearts since i your house. am not going to give that any attention i don't think we need to talk about that okay bye but uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, but no, you're absolutely right. And, and I think if you, like, I connected with Wilco just listening to the fucking albums, you know, and I got, you know, all the feels, sorry to date myself in memes right now. Um, you know, way back in the day, just listening to, to these, to the albums, to see them live is that experience, uh, really, which music can be, and, and, and Wilco certainly can do that very well. <laughs> um, it yeah. was, it was, yeah, probably the best concert you know that I that I've been to. You know, and and not just because Wilco is like my favorite band, but uh, but just because they have that dedication to their fan base, and they they love the music, and they love what they do so much. It's 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 really it's really apparent. It's so much fun. So Wilco, um, yeah. In in summary, uh-huh. well, I was going to say, well, what's your least well, sorry, favorite w- uh, moment in Wilco history? My least favorite Wilco. <laughs> uh, that's a very good question. I'd have to think about it for a second. Well, probably that one off of Weird Tales from Golden Smog, whatever that was. That's one not is. Wilco. That one's... No, but it sucks. Um, Check it up with Jeff Tweedy. Oh. That's not Wilco. I will. <laughs> let me let me do this. I have Spotify up. Let me just scroll through real quick. I'm not going to be able to think of something off the top of my head. Um, but I can if I look through things very quickly. Oh, you know what? I don't like um which one I don't like rather is um oh, I think it's off of Ghost is Warren. Let's see. Company in my back, I don't like. You don't and a like lot of people song? do. I don't like Company in my back. I'm sorry. You're fired again. I know. I know, I know. I know that's like super uh, against the grain. And all my friends who love Wilco like that song, so I know. I know that's... I know. Trust me. But, uh... That's the worst moment in Wilco folklore. <laughs> <laughs> really what about yours what's your what's your least favorite um 
I I just don't like Wilco the song. Oh, I don't mind it. I mean, it yeah, me. it's okay. It grew on but... me. It grew on me. I didn't like it at first for what it was, but I I eventually came to like it. It's funny because in my, in my head, I think of Wilco the album as my least favorite Wilco album. However, I busted it out the other day in my minivan on the way to work, um, and there's actually I the major I actually like the majority of the album when I really I think of it. Objectively. I would say like actually, and 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 just looking at it here, like a lot of these are some of my some maybe some of my favorite songs. I I. For one, and I, I don't think this. I think it's an amazingly underrated song. It's One Wing. I think One Wing is song. so well crafted, um, and just like completely underrated. That's a great song. I think You and I is is really sweet. I I'm a sucker for that one. Um, well, you never Feist. know. I think it's good. I you know. Well, you like Feist because for obvious reasons. Yes, listeners can go back and listen to a couple podcasts for that discovery on why he likes Feist. <laughs> yep, yep. No, uh, yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. It's because he just wants to fuck her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no defense prepared. Um, Country disappeared. I think is good. Everlasting. Everything is good. I'll fight. I think is is one of my favorite Wilco songs. Just in general, I don't like everlasting. Everything. I don't. I I think it's. I think it's good. I don't really. Well, like you're often wrong. Feeling. That's not. No, true. sunny feelings not good either. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no, good album. Good album. So go fuck right off. I, I will do so. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Wilco, how many dinosaur juniors? Um, I give Wilco. 10 out of 10 Dinosaur Juniors and three Tweeties and an L's Klein. <laughs> um, I will give them 10 out of 10 Dinosaur Juniors. I will give them 5 out of 10 Jay Farrars. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, if they're only if they're only 5 out of 10 Jay Farrars, does that mean Jay Farrar is greater than Wilco? No, it's like a negative scale. It's like um, an add to net deduction, um, <laughs> like a reimbursement, so to speak. Like a gross to net. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to apologize to Apple. Um, I'm Ooh. sorry. We're really <laughs> I'm sorry screwing this up now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, eight out of ten Bennett's. You know. Again, because of the reimbursement uh, gross to net thing. Like 125 cafeteria plan pre-tax deduction. <laughs> Sh- shut up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, finally. All right. So what have you guys been listening to lately? Robert, how, what do you give them? Thank you, Chris, oh. for <laughs> including me into this podcast. And I forgot. Taking what I have to say as a serious comment here. Thank you for being a good friend, Christopher. You're very welcome, Robert. God damn it, Shenberger. You are the fucking worst, John. You are the, I hope your mother listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call her and tell her. She probably uh, likes Sunny Feeling. It's not a very good song. So what was I don't the think question? she listens to Wilco. <laughs> How many dinosaur juniors? Well, now she's really not going to. So. <laughs> um, 
I'll give uh, I'll give I'll give um, Jeff Tweedy drinking a Diet Coke eight Dinosaur Juniors and four undulating scrotums. <laughs> I like that we put our right full conversation hearts. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't know what that is, by the way. Those are Valentine chalky heart candies. They have why things call, on it. Why are you calling them conversation hearts? Because they're the conversation hearts. Are fucking tiny conversation hearts. They're just fucking candy hearts. You're you're so wrong on so many oh, things. Okay, real quick side note for everyone listening to the podcast: you just heard beeping. That was a timer that lets us all know that we're done talking about Wilco. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear anything, but now I feel It was on awkward. my end, and because I'm recording, it's going to be captured on the podcast. Wow. Oh, there we go. But it's also going to be inaccurate <laughs> because we finished talking about Wilco before that went off. Yeah, true. So maybe we're You're just better than your timer. Yeah. We're on fucking menstrual cycles here. What? <laughs> what the fuck? While not, while not incorrect, <laughs> I may not fully understand... <laughs> what I said. Um, yeah, what are we listening to lately? Robert, you want to start us off? Sure. I already have my best of 2015 list going, so let me just That's pull that up. That's stupid because it's fucking not even the middle of February yet. Yeah, you're stupid because I have mine going too. phenomenal albums you're... released already. This is why I wasn't a part of the best of 2014 podcast, by the way, because I refuse to do bullshit like this. That, well, no, like you just music don't listen and to music. No, I hate <laughs> Um, are you telling me the December? Feel the same way about music as I feel about podcasts. Yeah. What about the Decemberist album? What about it? That's. Do you include that in your best of 2015 already? I don't. I don't understand the point of doing a best of 2015 at this point in the. Because have you no, listened no, no, to the no. podcast that we do? <laughs> I think we both to the know podcast. the answer to that. <laughs> John and I he barely listen to it when he's on it, which is. Come January 1st of a brand new year, we start a brand new playlist called Best of 2015. And any songs or albums that we both appreciate, we throw into our own respective lists. And over the course of the year, that list is edited or revised to either add more albums or songs or remove albums or songs. So at the end of the year, we have a list that we can then go through and clean it up. And that's our best of the year. Uh, How wonderful for the both of you. And on that note, um, so far on my best of 2015 list, I have uh, Joey Badass. He released his debut album, which is really good. Um, It's really good. It's really good, yeah. Uh, The Slater Kinney album, fucking phenomenal. Dude, quit taking Uh, all of mine. What's that? Quit taking all of mine. All right, well, that's not going to stop. The Decemberist. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And then I have a couple here that you probably don't have. Um, Natalie Prass. Nope. Crickets. Yeah. Dude, fucking check out Natalie Prass. Amazing, like, uh, singer-songwriter. Fucking... Can you send me a thing? Yeah. I'll go ahead and, uh, send this album to both of you. Natalie Prass, it's a self-titled debut, Natalie Prass. Um, she's from Sound Bomb Records. Uh, have you guys heard Matthew E. White? Yes. Yes. Matthew E. White-esque style of music but a little bit more orchestral a little bit more lush more more beard more or less beard less beard i can't speak (laughs) for um bush but yeah i got really nobody asked you i'm sorry i apologize 
Don't apologize to us. I apologize, apologize to, to the poor people. Who apologize to, to Apple. That. I apologize. I'm sorry. No, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> Give me money. Um, uh, Napalm Death, their new album. Uh, crickets once again. Neither of you listen to Grindcore, so that's that's not going to go over well here. <laughs> I, I Have you met us before, Grindr. Robert? <laughs> um, Napalm Death is really fucking good. Their new album, Apex Predator, is really good. It's a mix between grind and metal and punk, um, and it's fucking phenomenal. Can you, def- can you describe grind as a genre? Grind is uh, lots of extremely fast, extremely loud, down-tuned guitars, um, very throaty, visceral singing with misanthropic lyrics, um, and then blast metal beats uh, on the drum behind that. So basically, riderless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, take. So we're gonna get into a genre comparison here. Are you familiar with thrash metal, which is like early Metallica and Slayer? Yeah, of course. So take thrash metal, speed it up. Add way more drums and make the lyrics a lot darker. That just sounds like speed metal on or thrash metal on steroids. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's thrash metal on steroids with a lot um, with the guitar riffs are lack of a better word, more brutal. How? Uh, yeah. A lot of really fast, really uh, I guess a down tuned guitar. Is this the the minor chords and everything, and the lyrics are not the lyrics. The um, the actual guitar licks that they're hitting are just very, very fast and technical, but also very abrasive. I guess is the best you know, way to describe it. I fucking listen to it. Napalm Death. Go listen to it. God damn it! <laughs> it's really. Good. I'd rather listen to Slater Kenny. Thank you very much. Slater Kenny's really good. And then the it's last a great album, album. The last album I have on here is I'm still undecided. It's most likely to get it pulled off. Is the uh, the new Lupe Fiasco album Tetsuo and Youth? No. Nah. So that's what I've been listening to. Just missed out of hand. Um, I uh, have listened to most of those. Of course, Decemberist is phenomenal. Slater Kinney. I mean, if you're going to be gone for 10 years and come out with a new album, that's the album to come out with. Amazing. Um, And then um, I do have one bone to pick. With I'm listening to it, so it's technically new music I'm listening to, but it's a new Death Cab song. Oh, Black Lampshade um, or whatever it is? Black Lampshade. What's it called? Black, Black Sun? Sun? What the fuck is the yes. new Death Cap song called? Black Sun. Black Sun. Um, yeah, Black Lampshade, I just, Black whatever. I don't get it. <laughs> I just... Black guy. I don't know. It doesn't even... <laughs> it's, it's... You're... I don't even... I've, Robert, every, everybody. Robert. Thank you. Conversation hearts. Um... So I, I don't my debut album Conversation Hearts and Beer. All ukulele songs. All ukulele songs. <laughs> Got my conversation hearts and beer. No, yeah. just pirate cheese shanties. That's it. <laughs> um, so the the Death Cab song. I mean, it, there's nothing really that wrong with it. It's it's okay. It's it's a it's a modern era Ben Gibbard song. You know, it's a little more broody. He's a little less. I mean, less whiny, more broody. I don't know, but um, I just can't get over the production value of it. It sounds like a MP3 that was ripped poorly in 2001 and and then downloaded from Napster to me. I, I just I don't get where they're going with the sound, and I hope the whole album doesn't sound like that because it just it I I can't, almost can't listen to it. 
But it does get stuck in my head. So I mean, there's that. When I do listen to it, I don't know. I'm, you know. Everybody on this podcast knows how much of a Death Cab fan I am. So I'm hoping for the best. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand. Okay, so I haven't listened to it yet. But the production value thing, it's kind of a weird criticism for me. I mean, because I was thinking when you, after you said that, like albums that I like that have like shitty production value. Like one of them is Ryan Adams' Jacksonville City Nights is like notoriously bad production value on that album to the point where like yeah. is this on purpose or not? Um, but it's still a great album, and like you know, I I don't know if production value is a thing for me as much as it is for you. It, it's definitely something for me. Um, there was I forget what the um, the Killer second album. I was big fan of their first album back in you know the early part of last decade you know and when you uh, and your like their second late, album late 30s <laughs> shut up um <laughs> no like when but when the second album came out it just i couldn't get over the way it was pro- the production sounded and everything was just too loud and and too flat like there weren't there weren't peaks and valleys in in their um you know the way it sounded it was just this kind of everything was so loud it just sounded all like something i don't know i just I, I could never get into that album even though it had some, again some good catchy songs and you know whatever nobody's talking about the killers anymore but um <laughs> tell that's a bro at the bar i go to yeah uh, <laughs> a big killers fan <laughs> is that it that's all you've been listening to i, I i've been busy yeah and robert took all of mine yeah, that's right. He did. Except for Napalm Death. Yeah, no one's going to take that. That's You hard. guys, seriously, go listen to it. Oh, You're both going to hate it, gonna... but give it a try. Why would I listen to something that I'm going to hate? <laughs> Expand your musical vocabulary. Learn something about a band you've never heard of before. I'll give you this. Sometimes, sometimes I listen to only really good things, and I do need to be grounded in reality every once in a while and listen to something to remind myself like how good the things that I'm listening to really are. So, <laughs> because things like this exist. Okay, so question for you on that on that thought process that you're going through how much weight do you put in critic reviews i i i I don't i well i mean um i i've always said about critic reviews in terms of anything uh, movies music video games what have you um it helps to find a critic you usually agree with and then see what they say about something um if something is across the board critically panned it's usually for a reason i usually tend to agree with that um but you know like um the hazards of love summer seven when that came out it was really split 50 50 on on critical reception and i will always listen to an album before i read any reviews of it that's that's always been the case just a quick side note because you said that i just want to i just want to put out there according to metacritic for this year already, Napalm Death is the highest reviewed album. I just listened to I, thirty seconds of it I, while I, I was tuning out. Press. I was gonna say, like, but if, I mean, if it's not, uh, and I, I do, and you'll appreciate, like, I do have a very open mind when it comes to genres. There's, there's very few genres overall that I just can't find myself getting into. That most of the time I end up just still respecting. 
Um, See, but I, I mean, can at least appreciate the fact that you're like, I don't like any of that style of music, and I understand that's what you've been getting out from the beginning. I just, I just want you to keep an open mind. If you do decide to approach it, it it's a band that is widely respected in this genre that is making music that, according to most people, is pushing new ground and new barriers and doing something interesting in a nope, nobody genre is, of music like, that is oft overlooked or oft misunderstood. People just don't I, nobody nobody is attacking your manhood here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just <laughs> hey. I just don't appreciate the fact that a lot of people hear I say grindcore or I say napalm death or I say these things and they immediately just disregard it as oh it's just really loud, really fast, really shitty music for you to drink beer to or you know black metal or whatever it is. To be like, fair, when we asked you what it was, that is what you said it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. But also to be fair, I'm kind of drunk right now, so I can't give you a coherent answer. <laughs> and now that well, I'm here's the thing. sober up and defend it that's what i'm coming with you like okay there All are right. musical genres out there that people just often overlook or just disregard because they feel that it's all the same shit but if you actually go out there and do the time to research it you'll find out that there's so many differences and nuances between these different genres and you might find something that you appreciate that's how i discovered death heaven a couple of years ago fucking shoegaze death metal who would have heard of that only you. the internet, obviously, but it will be like a great album. <laughs> it's funny you bring them up because I was about to bring them up already. I I've been listening to to um, Napalm, year, which is awesome. I I've been listening to Napalm Death in the background as you guys have been talking. Um, first of all, Chris, you will hate it. Um, <laughs> Chris will hate it. Yeah, I um, but even, I I don't think I can get into it either. But I was going to make the comparison to Death Hat. Death Heaven because Death Heaven, yes, it's heavy and there's screaming lyrics, but there's some sort of a there's a there's a softer like, edge to it. There's a melodic yes. and beautiful undercurrent to the insanely heavy guitars and the screaming lyrics that. But there's like I don't know, I just don't get that from this. You know, of, of course, I've started listening to Napalm Death what two minutes ago, so it's going to take another listen, but. Um, I just don't – I don't know if I'm going to get this one. And that's the thing. I just – I guess what I'm overall – what I'm trying to get at is um, I understand that both of you won't appreciate it. I just don't want you to completely write it off as a useless or niche genre uh, that only certain Robert, people are going to like. I mean, I mean, okay. So for everyone listening right now, yes, this is the first podcast of ours you're ever listening to. But you should know that much against drunk Robert's – you know, uh, <laughs> points. We've never really been like that on this show. You haven't we've ever. Al- we've always been totally open. To but you, uh, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, we'll make fun still, of you. You're bitter about really that. Trips, but at aren't the same you? time, when I bring up a lot of my bands, you guys are like, whatever. Because you keep bringing up fucking sleigh bells and they fucking no, blow. I don't bring up sleigh bells. <laughs> never brought up sleigh bells. Never brought up sleigh bells. I've always been the one bringing up sleigh bells. They're really bad, Robert. I'm not disputing. That. <laughs> I'm disputing the fact that you guys think I constantly talk about them. I don't. You if don't. If you want to talk about a band that I constantly talk about that I will fucking defend, Death Grips is that band. Yeah. You will defend it till you're in like your Death them. Grips. What? <laughs> Said so you will defend them till you're in death grips. Oh God, fucking yeah! I will defend nice, death grips. Nice, John. You'll be listening to death grips in the in the nursing home someday. So I just I just He's I just don't like do 
that a lot of people, I guess this is just a <laughs> deep-rooted hatred that I have that people hear certain types of metal or certain types of whatever and they just immediately are like, oh, fuck well, that, that's not don't, music. Don't take that out on us. Oh, well, you two are here. <laughs> super defensive yeah i, I think it went off on a tangent i, I really I, apologize it was scary your apology yeah. not accepted because it's totally been my turn to talk about what i've been listening to for a while now yeah they're really great um and their album is really great um i also went back and checked out um <laughs> On John's recommendation, I checked out Damien Rice's uh, favorite fantasy album. <coughs> uh, really good. I think there's like four tracks on there. Yeah, that I, I really I really enjoy. Uh, Gabby Moreno, go listen to fucking illustrated songs. I'm not. I'm. I can't say this loud enough. I'm pulling it up. Gabby right Moreno, Gabby Moreno, illustrated songs as oh. an album. Is it G A B Y? Yep. Okay. So. So good. So good. All the way through. Um, in the same way that I like, uh, kind of like Dust Bowl Revival, she does a, a her takes on kind of these dated uh, genres of music that kind of go back through, you know, 20s through the 70s. And she does kind of her modern interpretation of them and, and homages to them. Um, just perfectly spot on and so good. And she can do a uh, you know a speakeasy song as well as she can do like a, a like a seventies like lounge sort of song and 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 uh, most of them are in Spanish, but they're 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 so good. <laughs> um, it has so, been saved. I will listen it, to it yeah. tomorrow. Illustrated songs is an album. Listen yeah. to it. It's really fucking good. Um, outside of that, uh, what have I been listening to? I'm just scrolling through my guys. Strawberry Girls had a few songs I really liked on Robert. Strawberry Truck Girls is really good. I'm sorry, Robert. You already went. Um, I'm just tagging it's on. It's too late to apologize. Too late to apologize. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of that. Um, I don't even know who sings that. Uh, what was Timber? Lend something or other? No. I'm going to look it up. Something like that. I don't remember how the lyrics go. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> what the name of the fuck is <laughs> Are you Googling the lyrics too late to uh, apologize? No. Right, I will. We should cover that song, Chris. It's too late to apologize. Let's see here. Too late. One Republic? No. Really? No. No. For reals? Alright. No, they did it they did it more recently. Who was it like a long time ago? Timberland. I was Timberland, Timberland? rather. I was totally fucking right. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to watch that fucking music video like nine times a shift at Hollywood Video because it's on our fucking thing. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, Timbaland, check him out. You heard it. You heard it here first. This guy's gonna be big. <laughs> it is Timbaland in One Republic. It's One Republic. One Republic. One Republic is singing on Timbaland's album because I don't think Timbaland actually does anything but production. He just does production. That's why I was really confused about it. I was like, Timbaland doesn't sing. He raps a little bit, but 
Like we in like the Aaliyah songs back in the day. Dirty South. Can y'all really feel East? Yeah, that stuff. Everybody, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> it's uh, been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without it has been podcast a podcast stuff too. You, you're yeah. so white. <laughs> so white. Oh. Um, for all of us here at the Static Podcast, I've been Chris. I've been John. I'm Napalm Death. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Yay. Yay. <laughs> See, the nice thing about this is we don't have to, like, play anything out. We can just fuck off. Too late to apologize. apologize. It's, it's too, too late. late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that that's where you'll cut it. Oh, it is. You can find the Static Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or at staticanddistortion.wordpress.com. Like us on Facebook at Static and Distortion and follow us on Twitter at Static Distort.